0: Welcome to the Talking the Line Podcast afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, welcome in to episode number 180 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Friday of Bets, also known as, so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time here today, December the 10th of the year 2021 can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by we got a loaded show it's the Friday pick spectacular it is fill your bankroll Friday also in conjunction with the NFL week 14 best bets coming from the TTL crew and loads of rabbit holes loads of laughs everything in between but before we get into all of that please take a few moments to SMASH that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the TTL crew. But if you are watching on uh, one of our social media platforms, maybe be our Facebook or our Twitter. Hit that like button or follow button there so you never miss any of our social media content. Last but not least, if you're listening to the pod on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there too if you haven't already, as we always release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, hey, you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart to do so. Go ahead, take an extra second. Also, hit that additional like button if you haven't hit that already. Leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat. If you are watching live, hey, maybe hit that share button too while you're at it. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, friends, enemies, aunts, uncles, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the globe as you, but you tend to refer to as a good old-fashioned degenerate. And they like cash and tickets because that's what we do here at the TTL pod. And we are for each and every one of them. And we appreciate each and every one of you when you do that. And it only helps us make TTL sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talkin' the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you'll find the Talkin' the website, all of the TTL Crew social platforms, and all of our additional content. So you can consume all of that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us for episode number 180, kicking the weekend off on this gorgeous Friday of bets. I am your honored, humbled, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton Cap and Colt Soroka. And I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, get some picks, get some locks, get some insights, analysis, dive into a few rabbit holes with me and my partner over probably the course of uh, the next hour and a half to maybe even two. We always have loaded shows here on Friday, so without further ado, let me stop wasting time and bring in that aforementioned partner of mine. He is the co-host of this here podcast uh, every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. He is also the co-host of the Wise Words podcast that drops every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. He is also the co-host of the Cup of Joe on Camp- Campus Podcast that drops every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. You know him around these parts as the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and this week I wish I could forget, the TTL's resident cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley, Armax, Magnuson. Partner! How you doing over there today pal <laughs> my man
1: wish it was timed better I did not come uh, prepared with my ammo had to get my assistant uh on on deck with uh th- <laughs> throwing throwing me in some uh some cheese gear because it is Bears Packers Week I've been uh sporting it all week and I somehow forgot on Friday almost perfect timing to where uh would have gotten the uh the shirt as he brought me in but uh, a little premature but hey I'm here. I'm rocking and rolling. I'm feeling damn good. I'm ready for Sunday night, ready for today's action, ready for today's Uh show, ready for today's picks. I'm feeling fantastic, my dude. How about you?
0: Oh, I'm feeling spectacular as per usual. It is a beautiful day to be alive. Uh, The rest is up to you on this end of the world, this side of the screen. Uh, ready to rock and roll as well. Not so much looking forward to Sunday, but I always give my boy some love here on the Friday <laughs> show. Regardless, not so much looking forward to Sunday night at 7.20 p.m. Central Standard <laughs> Time at Lambeau Field. Uh, had a pretty good night last night. Uh, looking forward to a solid Friday here. Things to be, uh, things seem to be clicking, moving, grooving, shaking, everything in between. Who's to say? Bacon. Yeah, there you go. Shaking, bacon, everything in between. Who's to say? Um we got a loaded show coming up on tap, but uh, before we talk about that, before we dive into any of that nonsense, us being a full transparency show, we always, always, always recap the best bets of the day from every single day previous that we dished out. We never hide them from you. We never will. We will always choose to share them with you every single day. So without further ado, my friends, it is time to dish out. Or recap, rather. Yesterday's best bets of the day from December the 9th, 2021, coming from the TTL crew. They're now live on your screen, my friends. As always, top left of the screen. My partner, 500-day form, one and one. Uh, The Vikings ended up covering... Thought the old Steelers were going to sneak in the back door and take care of that plus three and a half. Uh, but, you know, a little bit of nonsense happened, and that did not happen. Iowa minus four did not take care of business. So, hey, 500, nothing to scoff at over there, partner. Myself went uh, three and two, so got into the green as far as college basketball goes. Went three and one, so uh nice rebound day and uh, looking to do the same. I got four more to dish out today, so I'm ready to rock and roll as far as the college basketball slate goes uh board bender parlay partner i think our trend well i, I guess i'll say this I, I i wouldn't say the trend is dead i think we uh, played outside of our trend i think the line got just so. a little bit too long we had too many ttl faithful hammering the numbers so it caused the uh minus 155 to balloon up to minus 178 and i don't think we should take it much over minus 160 so correct there you go there you have it colgate Couldn't get the job done. Ended ended up losing by exactly three points to Pitt spurs easy money and then that over was easy money as well on thursday night but hey parlays don't matter if you don't hit all four legs we only hit two out of two so apologies if you put a quarter unit on that bad boy but across the board we didn't end up going positive uh if you did not play the money line dice roll if you did play the money line dice roll i do believe you broke even uh because they had the jazz minus three and the jazz did not take care of business they did that's a oh, typo shame on her intern oh yeah what the hell dude you gotta get me uh back in action here because i didn't play i uh, didn't i didn't play it last night. I was just taking uh so I didn't look into what the jazz did. I haven't been keeping it up. No, I didn't so, play the it jazz, either, so shame on there us, you but go. The, the They jazz took care minus, of business easy. All right, so the jazz minus three. They took care of easy business. Apparently, the moneyline dice knew what they were doing. So my apologies, Dice. Did not all mean dice. to uh cause you any issues there. Alright, so they're all good. They accept the apology. Uh overall across the board. We uh there you go. There you have it. What did uh what did we go there? I went three and two. Uh, come on, Colt, four and three. What are we talking about? There you go. There you have it. Uh, <laughs> everything in between, uh, four, four and four. If you, uh, played the, uh, boardbender parlay and, uh, five and four, if you played the money line dice roll as well. So sure seems positive to me. Beautiful day. Let's bring us back in the screen. Okay. What do we got? Co- oh. what do we got coming up today? Well, I'm so glad you asked, uh, because I am the guy to tell you as per usual. Uh, We got our max best bets coming up. He has, if I am not mistaken, I will tell you right from the jump here. He has three best bets coming at you. Now I got them in front of me. Uh, I also have four best bets coming to you uh, in the following segment, my best bets of the day. Then we'll get into the special play, the Friday four-pack. If you played it last week, almost hit it. We got a uh, little bit similar of a look, but we are changing it up just a little bit. Kind of a combo of how we do the uh, Wednesday parlay pop-off, if you will, if you're a fan of that, as well as our traditional Friday four-pack or primetime parlay. Then uh, after we recap all of that nonsense, we'll switch gears as per usual. Every Friday show, we'll get into uh, the Week 14 Best Bets of the NFL this Sunday. Uh, Mags, once again, will dish out all of his picks, and I'll dish out all of my picks. Uh, I have four—no, I got three coming at you. Mags has three as well, so there you go. There you have it. Six picks for the Week 14 NFL slate. We'll recap all of those, and then, as always, no Moneyline Dice Roll. Shout out, we just talked about them a little while ago, but no Moneyline Dice Roll for Friday. And then uh, we'll switch gears one final time, second half of the show. Uh, Kick things off our MAG sidebar, a little bit of uh, banter as per usual, dive into a few rabbit holes. If I was a betting man, I would imagine that uh, it's probably going to have something to do with Bears Packers, but call me crazy, what do I know? uh we'll also probably talk a little bit about daily leans maybe a little bit of key announcements going into the weekend and then i'll wrap up the show with my motivation minutes uh the second of the two weekly qu- quotes coming from the legendary coach john wooden partner what do you got over there pal
1: oh not too much i'm ready to get rocking and rolling i'm uh i'm feeling good over here dude
0: okay well with all that being said then uh let's get the uh, proverbial podcast train steaming on down the tracks Today's show, December the 10th, 2021, is now in session. Quit the nonsense, cut the banner, stop the gossip. You could go to every other sports media outlet and get you come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks, picks, insights, analysis, and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, my friends, there's one final step we must complete because we're not superstitious, but we are a little stitious. So without further ado, just a wee bit. To me, to you over there, fine, sir. And to all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the gods on this gorgeous Friday of bets, and uh, also into the week fourteen Sunday best bets. Take your sip, and one second, I will kick things off. Oh goodness gracious! Why does it flow so good on Friday? It's just, it just—it tastes so good.
1: Oh, you know what's good? I need a little, I uh, could have used a little oh. microwave action. I've been uh, I've been uh, babysitting this one for a little too long over here. You know,
0: I don't know why I say Friday. It just tastes good every single day of the week. It does. So without further ado, first segment of the day. You know the drill. If you're a regular, if you don't, you're about to find out. Armag's best bets of the day. partner. without further mm-hmm. ado, if you could be so kind, sir, go right on ahead and dish out your first of three best bets of the day in Whatever fashion you wish, whatever fashion you please, and uh, as per usual, you have the floor. All
1: righty, my friend. I appreciate you. I'm gonna kick things off in the NBA tonight. I've got two NBA, one college basketball, and since you are the old mid-major king, I'll save my CBB for last and lead right into yours. How's that sound? All right. Sounds so, spectacular. first one, mouthful of fucking water. Can't ask <laughs> oh, yeah, me a question bad. while I'm my taking doubles. I did not. I Sounds couldn't even good. tell. Uh, First one, I'm going to the Atlanta Hawks and the Brooklyn Nets. I believe this line has, uh, I actually I know this line is on the move. Uh, Still like that movement, still love it at the line that I'm seeing it at. I caught the Atlanta Hawks at minus one, looking like minus one, minus two in certain spots. As far as my full unit, I would endorse it as as, as high as probably two partner, and then maybe two and a half, three would be my threshold for maybe a half unit. Anything, I, I I would be kind of surprised if it goes that far, but anything beyond that, I'm going to stay away from. Uh, but Hawks minus one is my first one of the day. little of i I'm not trying to do a guessing game here once again, uh, as far as me putting my foot in my mouth and whiffing on some injury news again, because I'm not going to do that. Because I like this play, whether Kevin Durant is in or out, partner. He did miss the last game the other night against the Houston Rockets. They lost that game straight up. Less questionable tonight, it sounds like, although I would not be surprised if he's out. The fact that the Nets are opening up as an underdog kind of led me to believe that he would be out, Uh, but like I said, even if he is out, I think there's a bit of a Brooklyn Nets trap in the making here tonight. Uh, with K.D., the Nets are still pretty damn vulnerable. Uh, you, you know, you and I have talked about it a little bit. They're still cashing tickets. They're still winning games, but they just don't have that full edge that we've expected them to have. Mm. Pretty pedestrian on the road this year. Six and six ATS, and the Hawks have been playing some better basketball lately. Taking care of business at home. Eight and four straight up. Seven and five ATS. So not fantastic, but obviously minus one. For the most part, I think that straight-up number is what matters here today. Three of the last four games scored 114 or higher. Their offense is working right now, partner. And last thing for me, a few trends. Four and one ATS last five meetings are the Atlanta Hawks between the Hawks and the Nets. Four and O ATS last four day, uh, four games playing on at least three days of rest. Biggest one for me. And partner, huh. little cherry on top for you, my friend. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets, 0 and uh-huh. five ATS last five friday games
0: oh i absolutely love it <laughs> oh and five ats it doesn't get much better than that when you're looking at day of the week trends um partner it looks like uh yeah looks like it's pretty much holding at two across the market um so i think it's probably going to stay right around that all uh, day unless there is some wild uh injury news then it might inflate a little bit like that if kevin durant is really out but I think you're on the right side here, dude. You know me. I don't have much of a leg to stand on and uh, talk much shit here because I don't. I, I have admitted it multiple times. I do not dive into the NBA till about Christmas time. I uh, compile a lot of shit around now, and I uh, toss my money into college basketball. Uh, thank you for the mid-major king shot at. And if you would be so kind. Oh, once again, shot at Pat McAfee and the boys all out there once again. Oh, and if you could be so kind as to partner, there's number one. How about number 2 out of 3
1: Alrighty, partner. Number two, another short line today. This one has actually flipped since this morning. I'm taking the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road money line. When I saw it, it was plus one, and I like that money line. Caught that one at plus 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like it has since flipped to minus one for the Cleveland Cavs. Another situation where I like this one up to two as well with a full unit, or if you want to stay safe and go money line, now that they're the favorites, I would endorse mm-hmm. that as well. Again, wouldn't go too far past two, two and a half. We mentioned, or excuse me, uh, two and a half, three. Mm-hmm. We mentioned, and in accordance with that, we've kind of mentioned that these Wolves games can get a little sweaty at times, but I do think the Cavs are going to win this one outright by at least five points, in my opinion. Somehow, partner, these Timber Wolves have become... Just about every single public uh, NBA betters darling uh, as far as flashiness and love to cash some tickets on them or love to place tickets on them. And I can't blame them. We've been falling into those uh, those spots many times. I am in love with this team. I love Anthony Edwards. They are exciting to watch. But I cannot believe that this Cleveland Cavs team is not catching more love from the public because they are, A, they have a better straight up record. First of all, they have a very legitimate chance to make the playoffs and the defense is fantastic, and they're 19-7 to the damn number, partner, uh, compared to an 11-14 ATS record for the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves just aren't cashing tickets with that type of regularity. And the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 10-3 ATS on the dang road. D'Angelo Russell is questionable for the Timberwolves obviously if he's out that helps this ticket quite a bit but i am not really trying to uh you know I, i'm not putting too much consideration into that if he is active i still like the Cavs in this one uh, i mentioned that defense for the Cavs, number two scoring defense in the league i think they're going to shut down this team that's been a little lackluster on offense lately uh last four games i do believe 110 last five games i apologize 110 or less there's my uh, lack of glasses coming into play once again 110 last last five games, so this offense isn't uh, isn't exactly pouring it on if you uh, uh, catch my drift is what I'm trying to say here. Cavs coming off another one day of rest after a tough schedule, playing a lot of really solid teams in the NBA, holding their water most definitely straight up and ATS, but as far as one day rest, 13-3 ATS, 13-3 ATS last 16 on one day rest. Compare that to the Timberwolves 1-4 last five on one day rest. I'm not uh, Beyond that, I'm not diving too deep into these trends as far as the Cavs are concerned. A, because they've been fantastic this year, obviously, but this team is a completely different team than what we've seen in the last few years, the dumpster fire that was the last few years. So historical trends as far as those goes beyond this one-day rest trend. I'm not looking too deep into that, but I do believe we've got a uh, nice Moneyline ticket coming to the window tonight with the Cleveland Cavs for my second-best bet partner.
0: Uh, five straight covers. If I am uh, not incorrect in saying that. you not incorrect. All right, there you go. And, um, you know, this entire line flip, I am uh, i don't know shit about shit right now, to tell you the truth, when it comes to the NBA, but I do know rambling and gambling. And uh, I do though that is a uh, pretty key indicator that uh, your side is the right side there, partner, so... Uh, I think you might catch this on my old bet slip tonight. Maybe in the action, shout out the action app, maybe also in the chalkboard, shout out the chalkboard app. And then uh, also maybe on talking slash today's dash best dash bets. Um, if you don't know where we're at on the action app, you don't follow us. I'm at cash underscore with underscore. Colt Riley is at our mags in all caps. And then the daily best bets are at talking the line. You can follow our board, download the chalkboard app on Google play and the app store. Check me out. Check out our board, talk in the line, and then jump in one of our channels, chat back and forth with us. Let's have a good old time. We uh, may or may not have a member of the chalkboard family joining us on this upcoming week of the Wise Words podcast. Who's to say? Who am I? What do I know? What I do know is that, partner, you got one more best bet to dish out, and uh, I think I'm rocking and rolling with you with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You said. At the beginning of this whole uh, segment here, you are the mid-major king. So what's going on over there on your side as far as college basketball ball goes and mid-majors go?
1: I'm glad you asked, partner, because I've got a little matchup. One of the teams is coming out of one of my uh, favorite te- uh, favorite conferences to cap, I should say, as far as the swack, But uh, as is the case more times than not, I'm actually fading that SWAC team, and I'm going to the Boise State Broncos Minus the 16 and a half partner. I am checking this uh, line movement right now. It looks like some people are dropping some big old money on the Prairie View, uh, Prairie View a and Panthers, which does not concern me at all, if I'm being totally honest. Down to 15 and a half, 16. I still like this Broncos team right there. I am fading the mess out of the Panthers tonight. 65 ranking on Ken Palm is the Boise State Broncos. 41st in ADE, 124th in AOE. Their offense uh, leaves a little bit to be desired, but I don't think that's going to matter in this matchup. Prairie View, 242 ranking on Ken Palm. Outside of the top 200 on ADE and AOE, that's adjusted offense and defensive efficiency, if you do not follow us closely. But partner, 353 in opponent effective field goal percentage are those Panthers' That is bottom six in the entire country, 349 at opposing three-point percentage. So like I said, this Boise State offense leaves a lot to be desired, but I do not think they're going to be held down by this Prairie uh, Prairie View A&M team like they have been in the past. This Prairie View A&M team has covered their last two games at a fairly similar number. But they did it against teams that are nowhere near the defensive abilities that this Boise State team can bring. And I think Boise State's defense is going to dominate this one. Mentioned in the last two games, Loyola Marymount plus 13 and a half. Uh, cover for Prairie View with the loss and South Dakota State plus 16. Now you're given a similar number. Would we'll lead the public into believing that this Prairie View team can hang in with another Mid-major team. uh, Yeah, that's obviously a little bit of a brand name But I do believe they are much better than any of those last two teams They've faced you look back a few games before those last two Grand Canyon and Texas Tech I'll stick with Grand Canyon because this Boise State team at least as far as athleticism and size kind of reminds me of that Grand Canyon team and Grand Canyon beat the doors off of them 91 to 64 and covered a 13 spread so I do believe this Broncos team at home here tonight is going to uh, get themselves on the right track as far as their home record is concerned. They are 1-4 ATS, but I do not think that matters here. I think they take care of business, and I think they do it mostly on the defensive end, and this Prairie View A&M defense isn't going to do much to stop this even lackluster offense of Boise State. So give me the 16.5. Love it at the line movement. Do not have any concerns about what's going on as far as the money coming in. Give me the Broncos tonight, partner.
0: Okay, um, I'll give them all to you and you can have all of them. I hate betting on the Boise State Broncos. I think this is way too many points. I won't trash it out. I know you love to fade the uh, Prairie View A&M Panthers, but uh, I just don't have the yones to do it this time around. Hey, best of luck, soldier. Get deep in the trenches. I hope you bankrupt a couple of books. Go 3-0. and Outside of that... Anything else you uh, got to dish out, lay out, deliberate about, uh, banter about in regards to your best bets of the day for this beautiful Friday, December the 10th, 2021?
1: No, sir, that's all I got. I have uh, spent everything that I've got on my notes.
0: All right, well, I will keep this proverbial podcast Sunday building, even though you put a couple of uh, cherries in there quite too soon, maybe we'll just have some extra maraschinis or maraschinos, whatever they have, yeah. the hell they are, floating around in there with the ice cream. So now, let's add a little chocolate sauce, maybe a little caramel, if you will. Second segment of the day, my best bets of the day. Here we go, here you have it. Top of the show, I told you, you got uh, four best bets coming at you. They're all college basketball, so make way, hear ye, hear ye. The mid-major king has arrived. Without further ado, my friends, first matchup we are going to. Well, actually, hold on. Let me preface this first. I wrote this in uh, big, pink, bold letters. Theme of the day: Do not buy the brand name. That is the theme of my plays today. All for incorporated somehow one way or another and I said well hell I guess that's just the theme of today so there you go there you have it first play from me I'm taking the Appalachians, Appalachian State Mountaineers plus seven and a half against the Furman Paladins and my friends do not think for a minute that uh, this was easy for me to fade Furman I love the Paladins. They are a great team as far as a little bit later on in the season. But right now, they're just a little bit too inconsistent for me to trust, especially at such a big number. They're 0-5 ATS, their last five overall. 0-2 ATS this season as a 7.5 to 9.5 point favorite. So we're right at that exact number. I don't like it whatsoever. It stinks to high hell, if you ask me. As for App State... They've covered three straight, uh, minus eight and a half point favorites against Hartford, five and a half point dogs against UVM, and then two point dogs against Akron. Uh, UVM and Akron were both neutral site games and uh, had pretty, pretty, uh, pretty easy time covering those games. Honestly, nothing uh, crazy to report there. I see this as being an offensive style of game. They have pretty, pretty similar uh, offenses when it comes down to it. At the end of the day, but. I also see it being a game of who gets the last stop, who gets a few more stops, who gets a few more turnovers. So I think the defense looms a little bit larger than we might all realize and App State's defense actually has the edge here. They're allowing 57.9 points per game compared to Furman allowing 77.1 points per game. App State 39.4% for opponents from the floor and 26% from beyond the arc. You compare that to Furman 46.2% for opponents from the floor, 35.1% from three. Also jumped off the page at me was uh, ADE adjusted defensive efficiency and opponent effective field goal percent, 140 246th in ADE for App State, 251st in uh, opponent effective field goal percent. You might say, geez, that's not the best in the world. Well, Furman ain't great either. 214th in ADE, 282nd in opponent effective field goal percent. Last but not least, I think App State's ability to uh, get defensive rebounds here is what also gives them a pretty key edge defensively. They're 5th. In defensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm right now compared to Furman that's 123rd and that same exact statistic I mentioned turnovers just a minute ago and I think that App State actually wins the turnover battle here between uh, them and Furman because of that defense they're 37th on offense in turnover percent per Ken Palm they value their possessions and they're 209th on defense now, you might say that's not great, but Furman ain't great in either category. 131st on the offensive side in turnover percent and 254th in defensive turnover percent per Kenpom. Last but certainly not least, Furman doesn't boat race anybody with their 251st rank tempo. So this game is going to be a slow, methodical, grind it out defense style of a game, even though I said the offenses are similar. So I see App State's 327th ranked tempo controlling the game, keeping firm and off balance and allowing them to cover with ease. But you don't believe me, my friends, for the first time today. Believe the damn trends. App State 5-1-1 ATS last seven following a straight-up win of 20-plus points. Do not let anybody on this planet tell you this is a letdown spot for the Mountaineers. They're also 5-2 ATS last seven as a puppy dog. The Furman Paladins 5-16 ATS last 21 spots opposing a dog. What would that be? As a favorite. They're not good as a favorite, my friends. Love them as a dog. Not as a favorite. The Paladins 1-5 ATS last six as a home favorite. Oh four and five ats last six following an ats loss and they are one and four straight up or ats rather i apologize last five versus a team with a winning straight up record first best bet of the day give me the appalachian state mountaineers plus seven and i
1: i like it partner i like it quite a bit i'll let you keep it rocking and rolling but uh i am a big fan of this one
0: okie dokie artichoke i did see uh last time i looked some books were honoring some early action, and I uh, was down to around seven at some places. So, something to think about there, my friends. Best bet number two from your boy today going to the matchup between the Army Black Knights and the New Jersey Institute of Technology. That's NJIT to you. Highlanders, and I'm taking the Highlanders minus two and a half. Once again, don't buy into the brand name of the Army Black Knights. You might say NGI who? I understand. I totally get it, but they are a solid team, my friend. They have covered six straight games five and three straight up, six and one, eight to yes. The one game that they did have uh, no spread, they did win. 76 to 43 cruised to victory. They're also 3 and 1 straight up, 2 and 1 ATS at home. Army has looked solid, but against higher level competition like this, even though this is mid-major higher level competition, they have started to hit the skids. They're 5 and 4 straight up, 3 and 4 ATS overall. straight up, 0-1 ATS on the road. That is a key ATS trend on the road right now. Teams that are being overvalued that are only 0-1, 0-1 when it comes to straight up and against the number on the road. Ah, sure, they can get it done. It's only been one game. Eh, Chances are they're really not that good of a road team yet. So I'm going to be sticking with the Highlanders, but also because of a couple key reasons. NGIT is 179th in ADE and 83rd in opponent effective field goal percent, so I think their defense has a little bit more than uh, success than Army, who ranks 221st in ADE and 181st in opponent effective field goal percent. Also, turnovers are going to uh, loom pretty large here. NJIT, 156 on the offensive side of the ball, 136 defensively. Compare that to Army, 239th offensively, 178th defensively. So I think the NJIT values their possessions a little bit more, and uh, they get a few more cough-ups from the Black Knights on their side of the rock. Last but certainly not least, free throws, free throws, free throws, free throws. I swear if I have to tweet it one more damn time, I'm going to come uncorked. NJIT 69.8 percent from the charity stripe 40th in free throw rate per ken palm you look at army 61.9 percent from the stripe 77th in free throw rate per ken palm i think when it gets towards the end of the game we might have a little bit of a sweaty one here early this is where the highlanders bury the black knights but you don't believe me for the second time today Believe the trends. Army, 1-4-1 ATS last six versus a team with a winning straight-up record. 1-4-1 ATS last six with versus a team with a winning percent above 600. NJIT, 4-0 ATS last four following an ATS win. 3-1-1 one and one ATS last five following a straight-up win. They are also 8-2-1 and one ATS. Their last 11 versus eighteen team with a winning straight-up record and make it seven straight covers today. Give me the NJIT Highlanders. Minus two and a half, second best bet of the day.
1: I like it, partner. I almost threw up when you said 61% from the damn free throw line. How about that? My man, good that? grief. I think under 65% should be a jailable offense if you ask me. Whew, man, that's, Big I haven't shot a free throw in five years, and I think I could shoot 60% from the
0: damn line, dude. I think so, too. I don't know if you can even spell 60% and you could probably <laughs> still shoot it from that. the line. <laughs> Either way, there you go. There you have it, second best bet, bet of the say. day. keep it moving keep it grooving (laughs) third best bet of the day going to the matchup between the vermont catamounts and the brown bears Taking the Brown Bears plus three, plus three and a half, wherever you're seeing it at, I am fine with the early line movement in this one. Uh, Catamounts have kind of become the public's darling. They're this team that should be so good and so great, and they're wonderful against the number. And I hate to tell you, my friends, they're actually kind of scuffling right now. They're one and four ATS uh, last five overall, and on the road, it's not great either. One and three straight up, one and three ATS on the road so far this year. The Browns are moving and grooving right now, my friends. They've covered four straight, eight and four straight up, eight and two against the number overall this season. They're four and one straight up, two and one against the number at home. So I think they continue to roll on those trends, but there's also a couple of key numbers that jumped off the screen to me as to why I think Brown continues to roll here, my friends, and make it five straight covers today. Vermont is only averaging 64.6 points per game and they're allowing 58.8 points per game so not terrible defensively but they've played a few teams that really 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 lack on the defensive side of the ball or on the offensive side of the ball rather whereas Brown they're averaging 73.5 points per game uh, and they've allowed 63.5 points per game so they played a little bit higher level competition, but I mean, five points per game isn't really scaring me away. I think that uh, is a little bit inflated, and I think they are able to knock down a few more key shots here, especially in the late stretch uh, against the Catamounts because of one other key offensive stat, and that is because of their three ball. They shoot thirty-two points one percent from beyond the arc compared to uh, Vermont, who's only shooting 26.6% from beyond the three-point arc. So I like Brown to uh, really kind of keep this game close or maybe even pull away in some form or fashion down the uh, stretch of this game just because of how well they do shoot the three ball last but not least i love the rebounding department hustle stats or what it comes down to in college basketball uh vermont 351st in offensive rebounding percent yeesh 11th in defensive rebounding percent okay you say wow they got a great defensive rebounding team well what combat's a great defensive rebounding team A great offensive rebounding team, Brown, 95th in offensive rebounding percent. I know it's no 11th, but they're still within the top 100, so I think they still get a couple of second-chance points, clean up the offensive boards just a tad here, and they also limit Vermont doing that. They're 155th. In defensive rebounding percent so not bad whatsoever i think brown's ability to clean up the boards their uh, ability to knock down the three and also to uh, get those second chance points are really what's going to allow them to stay in this game or maybe get the outright win but you don't believe me believe the trends uvm 4-10-1 ats last 15 friday games 1-4 ats last five following an ats loss 1-4 ats last five as a favorite and 0-4 ats last Four as a road favorite brown six and one ats last seven following an ats win five and one ats last six as a dog and five and one ats last six versus a team with a winning straight up record give me all of the brown bears plus three third best bet of the day
1: i like it partner i uh i I can't really uh, tell you why there's so many people that are in love with this Vermont team. I mean, they are a solid team, but and I, I mean, I think because of that, the books are just setting these numbers to set all of these people up on Vermont. So I think you got the right side, and this might be one of the last times you can catch the, your brown bears here at a nice number like this. They're, uh, if they get this one out right, they might become a darling, my friend i oh, sorry to do that to you, my bad. <laughs> no, it's
0: all good. I think you're right on that. You always seem to uh, cut off your thought right as I'm reaching for one final sip here. So, I didn't see uh, yeah. the
1: cup. You were reaching. I didn't see what you're doing.
0: My bad. No big deal. You know, I'm just reaching off into the abyss trying to find something random over here. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. There you have it. All right. Fourth and final best bet of the day coming from me going to the matchup between the, excuse me, goodness, hold up. Oh my gosh <laughs> okay sorry uh the murray state racers against the memphis tigers and my friends take the murray state racers plus the 11 or plus 10 and a half uh i caught it a plus 11 this morning looks like it's plus uh down to plus 10 and a half pretty much um all across the market once again theme of day don't buy into the brand name my friend we uh we loved Memphis here early on in the season. We were talking super high on them, and they just really have not lived up to the uh all the hype. And they're kind of far too inconsistent against the number to back at something that is uh, at least double digits. I don't think they should be favored more than three and a half, four and a half in this game. They're five and three straight up, three and five against the number overall this year. Four and zero straight up, two and two against the number at home. Last five games it's been pretty bad. They're kind of scuffling one and four against the number of their last five games overall. And Murray States still a damn wagon if you haven't been paying attention. Seven and one straight up, four and two ATS. They've played a couple of lesser opponents, but they handled them with no problem whatsoever one and0 straight up and against the number on the road so I think they continue to rock and roll um, obviously this is stiffer competition than they have played in the past but I mean they're getting 11 or 10 and a half I don't think there's any reason you don't need to uh, take all of those points and guarantee that they'll stick in this game I'm not saying they get the outright win and continue to roll like that but at the bare minimum they are going to cover this game but damn near they just might get out the uh, outright win who knows? But what I think this is going to come down to is Murray State's offensive ability as well as a couple of key hustle stats. So closing out my plays today. Uh, Murray State averages 83.4 points per game with an effective field goal percent ranked 63rd per Ken Palm. Compare that to Memphis, 76.6 points per game and a 99th effective field goal percentage ranking. Turnovers, Murray State is much better as well. 182nd on the offensive side of the ball, 25th on the defensive side of the ball per Ken Palm. Memphis, 351st offensively. So I think they cough up the ball a lot tonight and lose the turnover battle against a very aggressive Murray State defense. They're only 46 on the defensive side of the ball. So even Murray State is a little bit better than them defensively. So again, I think Murray State wins the turnover battle, but I think they also win the rebounding battle. They are 18th in offensive rebounding percent per Ken Palm. 180, uh, 158th, I apologize, a little bit of Listexia there uh, in defensive rebounding percent. Memphis, 11th in offensive rebounding percent, so they're a solid uh, offensive rebounding team too, but they're bad on the defensive glass, 323rd in defensive rebounding percent per Kenpom right now, so I think that allows Murray State to actually win the offensive rebounding battle and win the defensive rebounding battle and win the entire rebounding battle as a whole, so... That's what I think it comes down to, uh, kind of uh, Murray State's ability to shoot, but also their advantage in some of those key hustle stat areas. But you don't believe me, as always, folks, closing out my Friday best bets card. Believe the trends. Memphis, 1-4 ATS last five games as a favorite. 1-4 ATS last five Friday games, and and 0-8 against the number their last eight games played in the month of December. Give me all of the Murray State Racers plus eleven. Cool with plus ten and a half as well.
1: I like a partner. Are we just uh, mark our calendars every year? Fade the Memphis Tigers in December. I mean,
0: they can't cover I do a like fucking it, uh, king size or a king size bed if you call them an extra king size blanket for fuck's <laughs> sake, not
1: Dude, I'm interested in the money line. I'm not gonna lie. I might sprinkle a couple <clears throat> dollars on the damn money line. I the, this too. Memphis team just went to uh, you know we're turning our favor a little bit on Ole Miss, but. They just went to two of the bottom-tier teams in the SEC and lost outright pretty damn handily in uh, Georgia and Ole Miss. Outright losses
0: big time. and a big
1: old ass whoop into Iowa State, who obviously looks really, really solid, but a, like a 20-point loss. So I'm interested in a little money line Sprinkle, if I'm being honest with you.
0: I think I am, too. I didn't want to get all the way in the boat, but if you're in the boat, I might get in the boat, too. Uh, every uh, canoe needs uh, an extra guy to help, grow. So, hey, sure. I got you, man. Let's do it. Let's have a little bit of fun. But uh, as far as my best bets go, we're taking all 11 or 10.5 points with the Murray State Razors. Okay, that does it. My best bets of the day, or Mag's best bets of the day. If uh, you didn't see one of our... I don't know why that did that over on my side. You guys didn't see that, but something crazy just happened on the screen. Uh, Okay, so... Kinda tripped trip me out there. Um, let's just keep it moving, keep it grooving. If you got any questions about any games we uh, didn't cover, you were wanting to smash in, anything like that, regardless of slate, drop it in the comments. Uh, we'll be more than happy to answer it anytime here on the show. But let's get into the third segment of the day, special play of the day, the Friday four-pack. Okay, so we uh, did a little deliberating, a little bit of debating. And said, okay, here's what we're doing with the four legs this week. We're going to go to the ice. We'll lace up the skates one time. Then we'll take those skates off. We'll throw on the Jordans. And we'll head to the NBA hardwood. And then, since we don't want to force ourselves into any additional plays... Why don't we just take, take our favorite plays out of our cards and we'll kind of do it like we do the Wednesday parlay pop-off. But since we didn't do that and we did it a double warrior this week that didn't even work out, so we might as well go to tried and true and faithful. Let's add it as part of the Friday four-pack. So we're taking one of our max best bets and one of my best bets today. Folks, I am honored to tell you that this bad boy is paying out at over 16 to 1 odds, so I suggest you listen up here right now for all four legs and get ready to get them locked in. Again, be who you can afford to be. As per usual, always gamble responsibly. First leg on this bad boy. We're going to get it out of the way. Lace up your skates, grab the stick, and get ready to rip a couple of the fucking lasers on net because I think this first one is a casher. We're going to the matchup between the New York Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres. And we're taking the Sabres on the money line, plus 150. Now, partner, I know you might be able to add a little bit to this. Uh, maybe not, because I don't know shit about shit when it comes to the world of hockey right now. Much like NBA, I wait uh, till the turn of the year when uh, I really start to delve deep into the numbers. Now, I also don't know shit about shit or a lot of things, but one thing I do know about is gambling. We may or may not uh, run it. A- oh, that's right. I'm here hosting that show. Shit, my fault. Here I am. Uh, okay, I'm awake. Um, I know gambling, and the New York Rangers were minus 249 two hundred forty nine favorites. Or, yeah, favorites the last time these two teams played, and it was but two and a half short weeks ago, November the 21st, if I am not mistaken. Correct. And see, there's that photographic memory work, and I saw that on the page on Covers.com. Shout out for your services. And uh, I said, this makes no damn sense. How in the hell now the New York Rangers are dropping down to one, 179? 178, 170, 160, what is going on? They, it, it is making it more valuable for betters to play them, and they are the clear, concise, better team. Come on in, says Vegas. The water's fine, boys. Bet on the New York Rangers, and you will be forever grateful. Now, also, one thing I looked... 94% of bets and 98% of money wagered on the New York Rangers, yet this line continues to plummet through the fucking floor. You're out of your damn mind. Give us the Buffalo Sabres money line, plus 150. Partner, anything else from you?
1: Not too much, partner. You nailed just about every, everything here. It is, so it's still that 98% of money. They are boosting it just a little bit to, uh, you know, shore up some of that liability up to a whopping minus 180. So, uh, you know, a little bit higher, but hey, oh, at 98%, but still, I mean, this if it's like that and it's that easy, like you said, it shouldn't be anywhere, any lower than what it was previously for a uh, what I believe was a one-score game. So, Five, you know, 17-14 uh, versus an 8-14 and 14 Buffalo Sabres team, you would expect that bad boy to be way the hell over 200. So give us the Sabres, man. That is the um, big ol' biggest hockey trap uh, that I have seen in quite some time.
0: 110 points different than the uh, last game, and the last game did in 5-4, to four, so you are correct there as well, my friend. Second leg on the Friday 4-pack, the NBA ad. Going to the hardwood, my friends. We are adding the Charlotte Hornets money line. They are pretty damn valuable. They've been on uh, heater right now. They've been hooping at home uh said it earlier on this week we uh cast a couple of tickets on them in the past and the hornets hooping at home are something that i cannot pass up regardless of where you find a partner help me out one more time uh who are they playing once again i should have wrote this sacramento down sacramento Kings. Sacramento, that's right because uh, i was i was like why did this why did it take me so much to get on this play i really like the other team sacramento kings you know there are darlings you know there are uh, some of our favorites to have in the special play but not very good on the road and hasn't been very good as of late. So give me all of the Charlotte Hornets uh, to continue to rock and roll, partner. Anything you got to add on them?
1: No, this should be a fun one, man. One of the higher totals I've seen in a while, this one is at 231. Uh, obviously, yep. we're not touching that total, but if that tells you this is going to be a fun, high-scoring game, I don't know what will. So well, yeah, give us the Hornets, man. I think they get it done at home. 9-2 and two ATS at home if you didn't mention it.
0: Okie dokie, artichoke. I did not mention it. I just said they were good at home, so I appreciate you getting me on the actual stats there and putting some uh, credibility. Underneath my words, we're adding the Atlanta Hawks minus one and a half or okay with minus two as well uh, from our mags best bets of the day to the Friday four pack parlay. And then for my best bets of the day, we're comfortable with it because it's moving up to three and a half. I'm fine with it there. Uh, might even be comfortable with it up to minus four and a half if it steams that hard, but I don't think it will. Love it. The NJIT Highlanders minus two and a half. Uh, love them going up against the Army Black Knights. Give me all of that my best bet on this parlay as well so one more time four legs on that bad boy paying out at over 16 to 1 odds sabers money line hornets money line hawks minus one and a half and the njit highlanders minus two and a half as always we'll recap it here shortly so in case you missed anything don't you worry we might as well just switch gears real quick change it in the ticker so you know what's happening the ttl Cruise. Best bets of the day recap for you right now, here live in prime time. Uh on this beautiful Friday of bets. Okay. Thought we were ready to rock and roll. Shit was freezing up a little bit. Okay, we should be set ready to go now. All right, without further ado, my friends, please turn your attention behind the TTL crew for the best bets of the day for this gorgeous December 10th, 2021. Right now. And turn your attention all the way up to the left top portion of your screen. Well, you will see Armag's best bets of the day. I told you he's got three coming at you. You now see him with your own two O-Hos. He is taking the Cleveland Cavaliers on the money line. The Atlanta Hawks, minus one and a half. Okay with it, up to minus two and a half. And the Boise State Broncos, he caught it at minus 16 and a half. But he says, fooey to the line movement he doesn't care take it at 15 and a half as well against the prairie view a&m panthers full fade train mode turn your attention right side of your screen top half you see four best bets coming from the mid-major king my friends hammer in the njit highlanders minus two and a half the appalachian state mountaineers plus seven and a half the bron bears plus three and the murray state racers plus 11 saw it at plus ten and a half on most books now If you want a little extra juice, you want to get a little extra wild outside of our straight plays that we suggest you play for one unit. So seven full units on today's card from the crew lock in for maybe a half or even a quarter. Whoever you can afford to be. The Friday four-pack parlay right above us. The four legs on that bad boy one more time. Atlanta Hawks minus one and a half. Okay, up to minus two and a half. Charlotte Hornets on the money line. The Buffalo Sabres on their money line. And the NJIT Highlanders minus two. It's time for Friday's battle with the books. But first, we need you too. Lock and load, Lock 'em in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say, make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day in it, whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Ooh. Okay, That's there we beautiful. go, there we have it. You see them on your screen? <laughs> Let's get on out of here with that. Okay. Without further ado, we are just going to keep it uh, steaming on down the tracks here. Switch gears so we got uh, a little bit of time to uh, dive into some other rabbit holes outside of the weekend and uh, Friday picks here uh, before we close out the show and head into our own weekend. So, partner, I yield back to you once again here, good sir. I switch up the ticker for another time. Here we go with our mags NFL Week 14 Best Bets of the Weekend. And for the second time here today, hey, partner, you have the floor.
1: I appreciate you, my man. As you mentioned earlier on, I've got three coming at you today. First one off the top. This one has moved by a half point, but I am taking the Dallas Cowboys on the road in Washington. Oh. I got a minus four. It is up to minus four and a half. I still like it there. think they'd get this one done by at least a touchdown, at least six points, I would say. Mm-hmm. I It does seem like people are buying into this a little win streak. The Washington football team is on money and bet slips actually pretty similar uh 54% 56% of bets and money coming in on the Cowboys. So obviously uh, Scale tilted slightly for the Cowboys, but not a uh, you know, not too much severe monetary liability If you ask me, I'm not buying that four game win streak here for Washington football team. They've beaten three mediocre teams I think these two defenses right now are pretty dang similar, uh, but I do see a few edges here for Dallas Washington, right now, on the entire season, last in the entire league, an opponent third down uh, conversion percentage. During this nice uh, four game win streak, their last three games, uh, they have been a lot better. On the season, they're 50%, 50% of the time on defense allowing third down conversions. Uh, last three has been significantly better, but. Those three teams that they played were on offense for third down per- uh, conversion percentage, 28th in the league, 30th in the league, and 31st in the league. So literally played three of the worst five teams at converting third down percentages. So I'm throwing those numbers, at least on their side of the ball, for three uh, the last three games. So I'm not looking at that at all. I think they regress way back to the main here, and the Cowboys have a nice day on offense. Other defensive spot here is the turnover percentage. Obviously, we know Dallas can get it done on defense. Two takeaways per game to Washington's one. Very similar on offense, 1.3, 1.4, I think, uh, as far as giving away the ball. So I like Dallas to get uh, at least a couple takeaways here on Taylor Heineke and for their offense to protect the ball. But I do have some nice trends that I like here, partner. 16 and 7 are the Cowboys, the last 23 versus the NFC East washington 5 and 12 last 17 versus the nfc east and mr dak prescott a little bit of an ownership in the making my friend seven and one straight up six and two ats versus the washington football team in his career and he dominates the nfc east give me the cowboys minus the four or the four and a half i do not care partner
0: i'll give them to you you gotta breathe and relax and uh take some time in between your words and uh you can have it and you can keep all of it because i I don't like the number it stinks to high hell for me i don't know what's going on with the football team uh i would zig but i don't want to show you down on this one or i would zag rather because it seems like everybody's already zigging towards the cowboys hey I think you're finding the right things here. I think that uh, defense is broken, has been broken all year. But I'm a little concerned about the star, to tell you the truth. I don't know. uh, This might be a little bit of nonsense in the making. So we'll see what happens. Maybe a little bit of ownership on your perts. We'll see. But there you go. There you have it. Our mag's first NFL best bet for week 14. What else you got? Good, sir.
1: All right, so switching gears here to an under. I'm taking a total in this one. Uh, you've actually got to take a little bit of a play out of this game on the spread, but I'm going to the under. and I don't think it sets on the toes of your plays whatsoever because I do like your side of things as well. I'm going to the under in the Atlanta Falcons-Carolina Panthers game. Under 42 and a half, let me double check where this one has moved. It is uh, down to 41 and a half, actually, so I do still like it at that number. Probably wouldn't go under 41. Uh, could see a uh, you know twenty-one twenty max type of game, if you ask me. I do think it is going to be lower, so I still would be comfortable under 41 and a half. I think the Carolina offense is the biggest reason for this partner. Whoever is quarterback, it does sound like it's going to be Cam Newton. Uh, obviously, they get rid of Joe Brady uh, this past week, offensive coordinator. Maybe they have some more efficiency. Maybe. I don't believe we are going to see that, but maybe they do. But even if they do, I think it's still going to be, at best, a slow pace type of efficiency. Uh, maybe a grinded-out game, and I think it's going to be a really close, low-scoring game. Uh, first meeting between these teams, 19-13 to ATL win. I think we see something similar here. Like I said, 20 to 21 was my max prediction for these teams to score. I think either team gets past 21. I would be shocked if they get even close to that. I think 19 points, 20 points for Atlanta sounds about right to me, and I don't think this Carolina team can put up over 13. Without Christian McCaffrey right now, the way their quarterback situation is going, uh, trying to figure out uh, because they obviously – they're coming off of a bye, but they didn't fire their offensive coordinator until this past weekend. I don't know why typically – when you fire an offensive coordinator on a bye week, typically it's you know right at the start of that bye week, so you can start to prepare for uh, whatever the new game plan is. But they waited until mm. last Sunday and only have a week to prepare. So I'm not too uh, concerned about whoever's going to step in and call the plays in this situation. I think this is going to be a low scoring, grindy, nasty. Maybe even Atlanta dominates them and does put up twenty twenty one and only holds Carolina to single digits. If you ask me, so I like the under quite a bit in this one forty two and a half, partner.
0: For sure, partner, and I uh, was kind of messing up the stream there. Uh, I'll stay off the freaking websites for apparently, but um, <laughs> uh, the you said a little wrong there. Carolina actually did win this game the last time. They won 19-13. to It was not Atlanta that won the game. It was the right score, but Carolina did win the matchup. So I uh, just wanted to make sure you were on that because that was way. actually part of uh, my uh, stuff as well. So I think... I, I think you're on the right side, but I'm not going to play it. And it is because of my, uh, my own selfish ways. Uh, last week got really, 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 really lucky on an NFC South, uh, under, uh, between this exact Atlanta Falcons team and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, as a matter of fact, the ball was on the two yard line with 42 seconds left to go in that game and, uh, got lucky and went under. So I'm going to stay far away, uh, Cheer you on from the sidelines, soldier. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, not having much offense from the Carolina Panthers side of things. That loom uh, loom large in my play as well. So I think you're, uh, you're on the right side of things here as far as the total goes. But I'm going to stay away just because I don't want to piss off the gambling gods two weeks in a row. So there you go. There you have it. Our MAG second best bet of the day, partner. How about number three.
1: Number three, my friend, I am going to a little AFC-NFC matchup in this one. Mm I'm taking the LA Chargers uh, over a touchdown spread, minus 10. I like this one quite a bit. I'm laying the points with the Chargers at home, my friends. Mm -hmm. I know the run defense is bad. I do understand that, but it has improved the last three weeks, actually. 4.6 yards per carry on the season, uh, down to 3.9 over the last three. So it is improved. But I honestly don't think this run defense is going to matter all too much here because this Chargers offense is playing so damn well. 40 points here uh, two of the last three weeks. Stinker in Denver uh, mixed in there. So I, I'm not too concerned about that. Going to Denver, a lot of crazy things can happen. A lot of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here. But as far as altitude uh, issues there for some teams traveling to Denver, that can be an issue. So I'm going to throw that one out the window. But a 40 spot, two of the last three on Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. And now you have this Giants team traveling across the country with a backup or a third string quarterback. It might actually seem like here with Jake Fromm, uh, with Mike Glennon actually being less than questionable. Seems like it might even be doubtful in this one. I don't care who it is at quarterback, uh, whether it's Glennon or Jake Fromm in this one. I think they're both going to be atrocious. Atrocious, excuse me, atrocious. Uh, because I do believe they are going to be forced to pass. That's why I mentioned the run defense isn't going to matter here because, A, well, first of all, the charges have been improved. But I think the Chargers offense is going to have some efficiency here, put up a decent amount of points, and these quarterbacks, whoever it is, is going to be forced to throw the ball, forced to throw it around the yard against a pass defense that's been pretty improved the last few weeks. So I think this is going to be a really, really scary showing here for the Giants, especially on offense, but not going to look great on defense either for a defense that hasn't been bad. But I think this Chargers team is going to put up points. It's a good, not great team at this point in the season, the Chargers, but I think their weaknesses won't be exposed against this Giants team here. So I think we see a blowout on our hands. I think this team has no interest in traveling across the country with a backup quarterback, 4-8 record. I am loving the Chargers minus the 10 points, partner.
0: I can get down with everything you're saying. I totally understand where your head's at. Number one, I hate laying chalk this big, so sorry, there's 0 for 3 for your boy. (laughs) It's all right. I uh I, I just I don't like laying chalk this big, but I think with everything you're saying, um, you're definitely on the right side. The only uh one other piece of just kind of pushback I would say maybe I have is just that uh the NFL has been fucking weird this year and uh favorites of uh touchdown or more at home have been really, really, really bad. So I'm not saying that happens here because the Giants are really, really, really bad in their own right, but gonna stay away. But if you are confident in our Max plays, which you should be I'm not saying you shouldn't be, just not taking my radar off. Maybe they're taking your radar off. You've been trying to find a play on one of those games for the last five days, and you finally stopped by the TTL pod and you found it. Well, hammer in all three of those best bets of the day, coming from the legendary Riley, RMax, Magnus, and Partner. Anything else uh, coming from your side of the screen as far as uh, best bets, analysis, insights, anything in between regarding the no, NFL? Sir. Week fourteen of the NFL season. I apologize.
1: No, sir. Uh, I'll save. I could have brought uh, some extra ammo as far as Packers Bears, but I'll save it for my blog on Sunday morning,
0: my friends. What? 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 Did, what did that have to do with the price of corn?
1: Talking NFL.
0: That had nothing to do with any of your fucking picks week 14 nfl best bets. i said
1: i could have came with extra ammo as far as another pick as far as packers bears
0: right right you could have but what was the reason that you decided to just fit that in what did that have to do with why why'd you just decide to fit that in there what what because there's
1: another game and i'm gonna have some action coming in sunday morning
0: oh, oh really oh okay yeah well glad good for you maybe we'll talk yeah. about that later who knows maybe that's just <laughs> out of the show at this point now okay I see we're throwing shots, so I'm going to do my best to be the bigger man on this side of the screen and uh, keep this show moving as uh, well as I possibly can. Next segment up, my NFL Week 14 best bets of the day. Similar to my partner, uh, I got three best bets coming at you as well. Uh, three underdogs, actually, that I think the line stinks on these, and uh, you need to hammer in the dogs quickly, properly, fastly, in a hurry. First game, I'm going to Baltimore Ravens against the Cleveland Browns, and I'm taking the Ravens, plus two and a half. My friends, we play numbers, not wishful thinking and storylines. There is a reason that the Baltimore Ravens went for two last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, or only just a few short days ago. Uh, Went for two, and uh, it's because they knew they were playing the Browns this week. They knew it didn't matter If they won that game because the Browns are at the dead-ass last position of the AFC East. And uh, also, did I also mention that uh, the Ravens absolutely own the Browns historically? Now, stick a pin in that. We'll come back to that here in a moment. I also think uh, that the only way the Browns can win this game is if they have success running the ball. And let me tell you, my friends, they're not going to have success running the ball. They're going up against the Baltimore Ravens, who are first in the league in rushing yards allowed per game at only 84.3 on average. If the Browns don't get going on the, in the rushing department, they don't get going at all. That forces Mr. Baker Mayfield to beat the Cleveland Browns. And that will not happen either. In seven games against these Baltimore Ravens, Baker Mayfield has an 82.2 QBR, 2,031 yards. You say 2,000 yards in seven games. That's only about 280 yards per game on average. Relax. Only 11 touchdowns and eight picks. I think something crazy, weird, I don't know might happen where the Browns do win this game. Maybe, just maybe, Harbaugh has a brain fart of a moment. But I don't think there's any way in fuck that he goes for it, or goes for that two-point conversion to close out the game because he doesn't know that he owns the Browns historically. So I think that continues to happen, but let's take a pin out of that and get into some of those key trends. Baltimore, 4-0 ATS, their last four games played in Week 14. 9-3 9-3 ATS, their last 12 games played against the AFC South. 15-5-1, their last 21 as a dog. And 8-2 and against the number, their last 10 as a road dog. Cleveland, 2-6 ATS, last 8 home games. 2-5 ATS, last 7 as a home favorite. 1-6-1 ATS following a bye week. And let's really take that pin out. Baltimore, 7-3 against the number, last 10 meetings with the Browns. Ten, two, and one ATS the last thirteen meetings in Cleveland. It does not matter that this is in the dog pond. The 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 the, the Baltimore Ravens <laughs> are taking care of business. So for my final best bet of the day, we're taking the Baltimore Ravens plus two and a half. Or uh, my first best bet of the day from the NFL, I guess rather, Baltimore Ravens plus two and a half.
1: I like a partner. I'm, I'm torn if I'm going to play this. I, I laugh when you say dog pond because it, when you say it in that, I love the, uh, you know, the, the, ah, uh, but when you say it like that, it sounds like P-O-N-D pond, but. Pond. You know, I'd, I'll digress The that, pond.
0: But. Going to the dog pond.
1: Have, it does look like we're going to have a decent amount of wind in this game, which you would have to imagine really favors the Ravens as if what, because I like, I, you know, in a vacuum, both these teams can run the ball, but like you said, the Ravens can stop the run better than Cleveland can run the ball, so. I'm, I want it bad, but I, I'm just a little confused as to why it's plus three, which it mm, seems like people right. are buying into the Browns. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm not trying to hate because I really do no, want it. don't I, know, I, it's
0: okay. I'm this a little interested in both
1: owners. the Ravens and the under, so I might end up being on both of those things this, this one takes
0: some, uh This one takes some coyotes, and uh, most people I do believe are tossing bags on bags on bags at the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, everybody zigs. I zag, my friends, and uh, I think it's because, oh, the Ravens won in the first game. The Browns still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. I just don't think they're that team. I mean, the defense is decent. They're pretty fucking good, but this offense just can't compensate for it. And if, uh, once again, they can't get the rushing game going, they're not going to win this game. They're not going to get it going against the first team in the league against the rush. I digress. Second play coming for me from the NFL slate for Week 14. Matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. My partner gave you the under. Plays pretty well into uh, the underdog in this matchup. Taking the Falcons plus two and a half. This line also stinks for me, my friends. And uh, we play numbers. Not teams and storylines once again. I already said it one time here today. I think that's exactly what's going to be playing into all of my plays. Maybe that's the theme of my NFL uh, picks of the week. We play numbers. Not lines and storylines. Or or not not storylines. Okay. I digress because I'm fumbling over my shit. Without further ado, let's get into it. Both of these teams uh, are 5-7 straight up and against the number. So uh, it's going to be a hotly contested contest. And I do think that the 2.5 is a solid number. I think this is spot on, but I do think that the Falcons end up covering this too. And I think too many people are thinking that the Panthers being at home are going to have success and win this by a field goal. My friends, they just fired their offensive coordinator. I mean, I'm not sure who's going to be calling plays. Maybe it's Matt Rule. I'm not 100% sure. But I really don't care to back a team that might be an entirely new system. It might be the same plays. It might not be. I don't know. Cam looks broken. We're not 100% sold on him. And that's just a team and an offense that I can't get behind as favorites right now. Atlanta may not be great, but... They seem to uh, take care of business when it comes to the Carolina Panthers uh, historically. Now, did mention Carolina won 19-13 in the uh, first matchup between these two uh, teams this year. That doesn't matter to me because it always seems that if Carolina wins a game in a season, Atlanta always gets their lick back. And I think they do that once again here, my friends. Now, briefly back to Cam Newton, 10 yards and in. I think uh, he's probably the best quarterback in the entire league. But outside of that, no thanks. Give me anybody else. I love him as a man, love him as a human being, love his mentality. But I really think his shoulder, his arm, whatever, is a little bit more hurt than he's leading on or his whole camp would like any of us to believe. And I just think that... uh, if, the, if that team continues to have a QB problem, I just can't back them, especially as favorites, regardless of if they're at home, away, wherever they're at. It, it just does not feel comfortable to me. Atlanta's actually been kind of sneaky here, too, my friends, even though Carolina has a great defense. Atlanta's kind of been using their gadget players and those gadget plays to really keep them in games and maybe even get those outright wins. I mean, they use Mike Davis, CP Flash, Cordero Patterson, for those of you who aren't big fans, Russell Gage, and other guys like that that are uh, really allowing them to stay in these games here. So I think they continue to do that. Um, you know, maybe even their defense gets a turnover or two on this offense that just, I mean, I really think it's going to look like it's in shambles here, if you ask me. I mean, you don't typically fire your OC dead in the middle of a fucking season, so I'm a little worried about it, and uh, I think the Atlanta, especially in a division game here, I think the Atlanta Falcons maybe get a turnover or two or Three. Who knows? They did turn over Tom Brady on the goal line for a pick six. So who am I? What do I know? Oh, that's what I know. Trent, Atlanta six and one ATS last seven versus a team with a losing home record. Four and one ATS last five following an ATS loss and four and one ATS last five road games carolina 7 and 20 ats last 27 a 18 with a losing record oh and four ats last four is a favorite three and eight ats last 11 as a home favorite and take that previously inserted pin uh, about atlanta owning carolina in the uh, past and you will see that the falcons nine and three ats last 12 meetings overall and four and one ats last five meetings in carolina Give me the Falcons to get their lick back at least against the number, plus two and a half. They might even get the outright win, but that ain't the best bet. There you go. There you have it. Third, NFL Week 14, best bet of the day from your boy.
1: I like it, partner. Another one that I'm uh, still a little gun-shy on, but I do like it. Both these teams still got a, only a game out of the playoffs. And with the quarterback situation in Carolina, I have to feel like the Falcons actually might feel like in their locker room like they have a chance of making a run and sneaking into those last couple of spots. So I think you're on the right side here.
0: So enough, there you go. There you have it. All right, I only got one more coming at you, and I think this line stinks too. Going to the matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals plus one and a half everybody and their brothers are already all over the 49ers everybody's already saying oh they'll they'll flip by game time no problem it'll be so easy and yeah you're already seeing it flip because there's people just throwing money oh my gosh this line is so short this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah don't you think maybe there's something behind that don't you think that maybe just oh Cincinnati has sucked so bad now now all of a sudden they're they're plus one underdogs. Don't you think there might be something to that and that 49ers aren't just going to win this game by a million and one? I don't know. What do I know? Who am I to say? Um, What I do know is I think Cincinnati might even win this game outright, uh, let alone cover that plus one and a half. I love the extra point and a half backing in case of any nonsense, but I think this game is going to be filled with nonsense and uh, the Bengals actually win it outright. One key reason as to why I think that is the fact that the Bengals have a solid rushing attack. And the 49ers have proven that they can't really stop the rush all too well this year. They're 14th in the league. Not great, not terrible, but they are allowing 114.3. So right middle of the pack. Now, the last couple of games here, against a middle-of-the-pack rushing attack, Cincinnati against Pittsburgh, they gave up 198 yards, 141-10. And then Las Vegas, they gave up 159 yards, and the Bengals won 31-13. So I think they have something similar right around there. If they can get to 150, I think that they just ground and pound this game all day long and uh, they have some pretty solid success here. I also will take Joey B over Jimmy G any day of the week, my friends, even if this hand injury ends up being a thing for Joey. Uh, Joey Burrow there, I'm not I'm not sure it will be. I think it'll be all right. Um, but I just like him as a better quarterback. And I really think that, um, that the uh, Bengals have no problem taking care of this number. But at the end of the day, you gotta believe the trends. And San Francisco is not solid as a favorite. They have not been. They will not be. They are 4-11 against the number, of their last 15 as a favorite. I don't know if we gotta fade these guys in the month of December, too, but they're one and four against the number, of their last five December games. Cincinnati 5-1 against the number of last six following a straight-up loss. 6-1 against the number of last seven following a double-digit loss at home. And five-two ATS last seven following an ATS loss overall. Closing out my card, closing out all the best bets on the show here today. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals, plus one and a half for my last week 14 NFL best bet of the day.
1: I like a partner. I'm going to be I'll say with confidence I'm staying away from this, not because I don't like the pick, because I think you are on the right side. Both thieves teams have, uh, you know, maybe they've cashed a the ticket for me here and there, but they've also done some uh, funny business. So matching up together, I'll let you hammer this one in because I do like it. Uh, actually, let's see. Breaking news, no limitations for Mr. Joe Burrow this week per mm. Zach Taylor. So there you go. I like it. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I'll stay on the side, but I do like the pick most definitely. I'll be watching this one with you.
0: Hey, no Literally, problem. actually. No problem. <laughs> I appreciate it. I understand. Sometimes it's personal gambling preference. You just don't do it. But I think the Bengals are the right side, and uh, I think they shock a few folks here today. So without further ado, or on Saturday or Sunday, I apologize. We always do the show Um prior and I always forget where I'm at, what I'm doing. Uh, Okay, here I am. I'm doing the pod. Sunday, best bets, week 14, NFL are about to be live on your screen for the first time in prime time, so rip out those sports books again if you put them away, your paper, your pens, your pencils, or whatever method you utilize to take stock of the TTL crew's best bets, because here they are, behind the TTL crew, now live in prime time. For your enjoyment. If you turn your attention directly above us, our mags, best bets for week 14 of the NFL season. He's got three coming at you. Starting things off with the Dallas Cowboys, minus four. And he's going to the matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers, taking under 42 and a half. He's also taking the Los Angeles Chargers, laying all 10 points at home against the New York Giants. If you turn your attention to the right side of your screen, my three picks taking three dogs. Hopefully they're barking this weekend, baby. We're taking the Baltimore Ravens plus two and a half against the Cleveland bronze taking the Atlanta Falcons plus two and a half against the Carolina Panthers and the Cincinnati Bengals at home against the 49ers plus one and a half. Whether you're rocking with me, whether you're rocking with Mags, whether you're You're rocking with all six of our plays, and you're not going to choose between one side or the other, and you're ready to get to the pay window you first need to. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's best bets of the day, or rather Sunday's, week 14, NFL best bets of the day, in at whatever the current best line is, on you favorite sports book okay man there we go there we have it love it big fan okay so away they go there you have it uh that was didn't change this son of bitch uh the ttl cruise week 14 best bets recap all right That does it for the first half of the show, 18 minutes after the top of the 11 o'clock hour. Let me get rid of that nonsense. Let me get rid of this so we don't have any more bullshit happening there okay all right put this in the ticker and partner if you could be so kind as to kick off the second half of the show with whatever might be burn on the brain melting on the heart festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 180 of the ttl pod on this beautiful december the 10th 2021
1: My man, I don't have anything crazy. You thought I was going to come with uh, some Packers-Bears stuff. I gave it a couple months ago. Everyone's already sick of me talking about it. And I already mentioned I'm sick of talking about it because the Packers all snooze. We'll win by 30 and, uh, you know, uh, it'll be what it is. It is what it is. So I won't come here gripped with all these Aaron Rodgers is like 22-5 and straight up against the Bears. I won't do any of that, okay? Um, And we'll move right past. (laughs) We'll move right along and past that. And, uh, my man, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, interested in, uh, being excited about tomorrow's action on Saturday as far as college basketball, UFC, one little, uh, college football game, not a little college football game, uh, one of my favorites to watch, uh, every single year. Cool. Uh, and obviously we'll dive into what our picks are for those football and basketball games tomorrow on Couple Joe on Campus shout out. But, uh, I'm excited for this weekend action, my man. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That, that's your sidebar. You're asking me excited if I'm excited for this weekend. I mean, if
1: you want to chat about certain games, what's on well, tap? I I don't well, got anything
0: crazy. Well, that's that's what we have Cup of Joe on campus for at 8:30 a.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday mornings, ain't it? We go through the entire college basketball and uh, and uh, you know college football slates, and we chat about those games and <laughs> and what we're looking forward to. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, didn't really, yeah, didn't really uh, <laughs> didn't have shit. come prepared I was just to do that. Shit here, so, yeah. so, uh, yeah, so tune in. Hell of a time to plug that. Tomorrow, we'll talk about tomorrow. Plugging uh, Cup com- of Joe on campus was my Cup of Joe on campus. There you go. There you have it. And your um, plug. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, well, that too. That's that's coming along as well. Because, yeah, I don't want to spill the beans on all the UFC shit, what we got going on, because I got the card building around, <laughs> else anybody won't come to the fucking UFC blog. Uh, so there you go. There you have it. There's another free plug. Um, Make sure you stop by uh, my pick blog, UFC pick Pick blog dropping tomorrow morning. Uh, if you want to find it, you can find it talkingline.com/slash. Colts dash blog. You can subscribe beforehand. So it gets delivered right to your email inbox and we will never send you spam. We will never send you spam. Damn it. Also free plug to mags blog. I already talked about it in the show. Sunday, 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 Sunday night. Uh, he will have his extra cheddar bets ready to rock and roll. So he'll probably have it out uh, in the morning so you can lock it in for Sunday night, extra cheddar, all of his Packers bets of the week. Yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, outside of that, um, nothing major on this end of the world, man. I, uh, I wish I would have come with some of those fucking NF or college football college basketball and shit kind of, uh, to deduct about. I guess we don't really have any, like, lines or anything officially dropped. Were there any, I guess rather, were there any, um, any games you were highly looking forward to? Maybe have a little bit of an ear to the street. Maybe we might be talking a little bit more in depth tomorrow, if you will.
1: Uh, so, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but we can't bet on it. But uh, Illinois hosting their highest ranked non conference opponent since 2004. Uh, we, uh, the 2004 2005 uh, runner up season. Biggest, uh, highest ranked non conference opponent since then. Number 11, which sounded crazy to me. Wow. Obviously, they've had some big ranked uh, Big Ten teams, but Illinois Arizona is going to be an unbelievable game. Illinois still isn't ranked, but obviously, Shit. if they get that one done, they'll be back in there for sure. Wisconsin, Ohio State's going to be a barn burner out of the big Ten. you know me, Penn State, Michigan State, that one's probably okay. UCLA Marquette. I'm actually uh that going might be for a little one uh, the
0: big games here, baby you know me UCLA? I'll have my uh, mid major action rocking and rolling for sure. Uh, but yeah UCLA
1: Marquette, man, I'm interested what that line's gonna be. We'll see that might be the true test of is Shaka Smart and the Marquette Golden Eagles back or not? I don't know man. Mm. I'm interested in that one for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely uh you know me i like to stay away from some of the bigger games because that's typically when it's going to be the sharpest that's typically where everybody throws their money at so i'll be in my college uh college basketball mid-major grind don't you worry my friends will have plenty of value tomorrow Been doing really solid on saturdays so fridays and saturdays too so looking forward to that uh army navy game yeah we'll talk about that i haven't uh dove super deep but i'm pretty sure where i know where i'll be there um outside of that yeah really just Nothing major, it's be dude, under or nothing, right? Yeah, kind of what I'm thinking. But uh, we'll talk about that more in depth tomorrow. Most definitely, most assuredly. Um, yeah, shit, dude. I don't know. I didn't uh, really come any. It, it's your sidebar. Didn't really come anything else prepared. So the crazy going
1: on. Um, uh, yeah. little sadder news, and then you'll pick us back up. R.I.P. to Demarius Thomas at 33. My friends, tragic to see that happen. Uh, obviously, it was a shocker to most, but. Uh, I was a fan of him when he was in the NFL, didn't know what he was about too much off the field. But from what I've uh, been reading, it sounds like he was just the most fantastic person on that stupid earth, man. So shout out to him and his family. Prayers up to them. So sad to see that man go. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he's in a better place and uh, warming our hearts from upstairs. If you uh, catch my drift here,
0: T's and B's for sure. Um, DT was a hell of a player, a guy that I loved watching the league. And yeah, he wasn't even, uh, I think he was about to turn 34. I think he was 33, mm-hmm. but, uh, kind of looked like he's had some medical issues in the past, some stuff, uh, kind of going on. Might've had a Caesar or something. I'm not here to speculate or debate. What might've happened. It sucks. It's a huge loss for, um, not only his family, but the, uh, the Broncos community, the NFL community, everybody in between. So T's and P's of the family to Demarius Thomas for sure. And, uh, Everything in between. So keep it moving. Keep it grooving. I got nothing else, dude. Um, We can wrap things up here with a little bit of motivation minutes. Get us all a little bit of uh, good positivity, good energy flowing, and (laughs) then uh, get on out of here. So without further ado, nothing else uh, in order to uh, announce out. So get all of our content. Rather, before I do, talkintheline.com. You'll find it all there. Nothing else I need to say in regard to that you know how to check out that rabbit hole. So without further ado, change the ticker for the final time today, for the final time of the week, for my motivation minutes. Short and sweet today, my friends, because it's uh, the quote from John Wood. It's not my quote, not my thoughts. All of the legend himself. As always, give you just a tiny bit of perspective and uh, what I think about it. Maybe we'll have a little bit of back and forth and then get on out of here. So... Second, John Wooden quote of the week. If we magnified blessings as much as we magnified disappointments, we would all be much happier. If we magnified blessings as much as we magnified disappointments, we would all be much happier. And that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, you know, it is pretty funny How everybody is so quick and so fast to tell you everything that's going wrong in their life. So in a hurry to tell you how bad their life is. It's almost as if, like, everybody's trying to compare how shitty their life is and who has the shittier life. And I just don't get that. I don't get it whatsoever. I always try and uh, share that mindset with you guys of just be grateful. Be thankful. Hey, we got a roof over our heads right now. We got uh, food in the belly, food in the fridge if it ain't in the belly yet. Uh, last time I checked, you took a shower this morning. A lot of people don't even get the opportunity to do that. I mean, why why not share the things that are going good? Maybe, maybe it's because of one of my earlier messages earlier on in the week. I'm treating everybody like a baby. And little Johnny's uh, crawling and walking and fallen and instead of when he falls saying well that was stupid that was never going to work you would never say that to a baby why Why would you say that to an adult like it's the same human being they're just an adult now so maybe it's because of that and anytime you try and share a blessing with somebody they say eh whatever cool yeah no big deal but they're so fast to Ooh, all your dirty your juice your everything that's going bad let's go like how fucked up is that how fucked up are you if you live like that? Seriously. Like, who the fuck are you just to sit here and and and, and delve deep into somebody's issues and disappointments and, and give your opinion and then go share that with John, Sally, and Jimmy? I don't get it. I don't understand it. The legend John Wooden was trying to tell us a long time ago that this is how we should be living. It's how I choose to live my life. It's how I know my partner chooses to live his life. And you won't find none of the bullshit, the disappointments, the negativity, the toxicity here on this pod. Nothing but positivity, gratitude, and blessings flowing. So without further ado, for the final time here on today's show, the final set of motivation minutes of the week, we close it out with the second John Wooden quote of the day, or of the week rather. If If we magnified blessings... As much as we magnify disappointments, we would all be much happier. And that does it for my Motivation Minutes of the day.
1: I love it, partner. Yeah, I closed it out a hot week of Colt's Motivation Minutes. You close it out with a banger, dude. I like it a lot. And even if uh, you're a person, and I don't want to speak for you, but even if you're a person that uh, doesn't magnify the disappointments, everyone can always magnify their blessings even more than they already are. So. Love the message, my man, today to close out the week. Fantastic stuff.
0: Appreciate you and your feedback, as always, good sir. We are 29 minutes after the top of the hour. Let's get that on oh, out of here. Speedy Friday show, dude. How about that? we just been <laughs> cooking. Really nothing in the second half here, I'm telling you. Nothing really to uh, delve out, dish out. So there you go. There you have it, my friends. Uh, be sure. Excuse me. Cool. Oh, okay, there we go. Be sure to tune in tomorrow morning, 8:30 a.m. Central Standard Time, to Cup of Joe on campus, live on our YouTube channel, our Facebook, and our Twitter. It is not available via podcast. We will run through the lone college football game on tap tomorrow, Army versus Navy. Then we'll dive deep into the college basketball slate, give you our best bets the games we're staying away from entirely, and the games that we still have questions on or just want to talk about in general. Outside of that, that's all I got here on this side of the screen, partner. Anything you got over there?
1: No, sir. That slate is loaded tomorrow, though, as far as college basketball. Right around, if I'm not mistaken, right around a uh, nice 100 spot of games, if
0: uh, I'm not mistaken. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. Well, and that sure seems like an episode of the TTL pod. So one final thing we need to do, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers for and what for myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 180 of the Talking The Line podcast. We can't tell you how much we appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of our hearts, all of your support, your following, your likes, your views, everything in between, all of that good nonsense, your shares, all of the stuff that I might even be leaving out that you might do for us too. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with a couple of guys who just like to uh, share their passion with you. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And one more time, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Or maybe five we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday unless you have any other plans a terrific start to your weekend that is filled with nothing but love good vibes peace prosperity and positivity and last but certainly not least we'll see you at the pay window tonight so you can start saying right along with us at the end of every single show Let's cash some tickets. Oh, no, pop-up came up on my screen. Here we go. Okay, have a spectacular weekend, my friends. (laughs)